Welcome back to Brain Body Movement, the podcast for those interested in everything nutrition, training, and mindset. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Brock. Today's episode was a Q&A where we answered four questions that got sent to us through social media. Question number one, how to get back into the gym after time away. Question number two, do you work out when you're sick? Question number three, where did you two meet? Question number four, what was the first lifting exercise you remembered doing? That was in the back half of the show. And in the front half, we spoke about our nutrition training, gave a few random facts, talked about space, and gave some unsolicited advice. All right, enjoy the show. What's going on? Uh, just sickness, self-inflicted, so I can't really oh, really? complain too much. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, but Birthday celebrations over the weekend, and I reckon between Friday and Saturday night, I got maybe three, four hours sleep. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I can't really complain about it. I've, right. I've done it. I've done it to myself. You've done yourself in. Yeah, done what a mischief. Did you do? Uh, just I went out. Um, so on Friday night, I took my family out for dinner and bowling. Um, had awesome time there. Met up with mm-hmm. friends afterwards. Um, went bowling there as well. Didn't end up leaving Maroochydore until I think it was three thirty. Um, in I the morning. Some, yeah. Yeah, three thirty in the morning. I left my uh, work colleague some pretty interesting voicemails I found out on Monday, which I have zero recollection of. <laughs> um, and backed it up on the Saturday. Met up with Romeo. You obviously oh, know, yeah. know, know Papa Rome. Yeah. Shout out, Romeo. Met up with him and uh, did some dirty disco bingo. <laughs> what? <a> little, <laughs> it's dirty disco bingo. He dresses up in like... Uh, booty shorts and like a little gold sports bra, and it's typical Romeo, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I met up with him at like uh, three p.m. at like the Backpacker Bar near me on the Saturday, and went again. Just kept going, just like <laughs> London days, mate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I would have, I would have worked today, but I'm just a bit sniffly, so I just don't want to. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, he's sick." So I, I feel okay. Um, it's just I don't I don't want anyone to be because if the shoe was on the other foot and there was someone in the gym that was sniffling, I'd be like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. So it's more out of respect for others than the way that I'm feeling. So no training yeah. this week so far. <laughs> no, no, I train train Monday, train Tuesday. Yeah. Like it was this morning that I woke up. So my aura ring. Um, <laughs> I did not wake up once. I had like two hours of deep, two hours of REM. Mm. And my HRV was like 27. Ah, that's when you know something's going on. Yeah, and my body temp was up, I think, 0.6. That's that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely finding something there. So that's why I was like, uh, I'm not sure if I should go into work. I went into work, had my first session, my 6.30 cancelled, my 8 o'clock cancelled, and I was like, look, that's a sign that I should just go home out of respect for others. And I was saying to the guy I was training first thing this morning at 5, I was like, I think I should be going home anyway and then when i finished that session with him and had the cancellations i was like yeah i'm gonna go home cancel mm. the rest of the sessions for the day so I've, i got home at seven i slept from eight to twelve <laughs> woke up messaged you and was like nah let me have another nap <laughs> yeah. i slept from 12 12 30 to, to about two and here we are recording at three so my day has been spent on this couch obviously not <laughs> in podcast attire but yeah <laughs> what you were sleeping on the couch yeah, I've just been sleeping on my couch. Oh, okay. my, TV, my, my TV's out here. So I just had a bit of background noise on with the TV. Yeah, yeah, no shit. This this couch is 
absolute shit. Like I've had it for so long. I think it was my sister's couch. And it's very hard and it's not comfy at all. Whereas my missus couch, oh, it's beautiful. You could actually sleep it sleep there. Um, but yeah, there's nothing, nothing good about this couch. Definitely. Nah, m- mine's like mine's like a bed, man. I think it's just as wide, if not wider, than a single bed. Okay. So that's what that's why I got it. It's so comfy. It's mm. almost comfier than my bed. Oh really? <laughs> how about you, man? How how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all sweet, man. Uh feeling really good with my training again. Um doing uh how do I not remember his name? Oh, Eugene Towers. Eugene Yeah, yeah. His app uses app sometimes. Uh well most of the time actually. Um when I don't feel like programming for myself. Um so yeah, just hitting in the gym. Feels good. Like I don't know, like for the last couple of weeks, because I've been a bit sick, haven't really been going in and haven't been doing like long sessions. And today was like my first long session, where it was like just, well, when I say long, it was only just over an hour, uh, but felt so much better. You know, that just that feeling of, okay, I'm meant to be in here today and just get after it. So really happy about that, hitting the sauna, just getting getting in a good mindset of just like, yeah, figuring out my life really of where, where I want to take, take everything with all my um, content and and life i guess so it's been good i love i love the sauna man absolutely love it does your gym have one or do you have to go to somewhere else no nah, my, my gym's got one it's just a single person sauna so uh yeah we could fit probably like 10 people in there at least so that's it but it's only it's like male only so um i've been to ones that are like mixed which are okay um but yeah this one's just male only and you get some characters in there that's for sure oh i bet oh my god <laughs> conspiracy theorists people and shit <laughs> I, and I actually you gotta, well you just yeah, gotta bite some, your tongue sometimes yeah, so. yeah. I actually don't mind that ours is just a single person sauna cause it just means it's just you in there and you can turn out and do whatever you want sometimes I take my headphones in sometimes I just sit there and breathe yeah mm. I kind of like that it's single person because I can imagine the the strange fellows that you would meet in a, in a communal oh, sauna man. Oh man, it's 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 definitely a laugh. I need to do like a sauna series or something of just the shit people come up with. There's like this one guy who had, I don't even know what it was, like some little scraper that you, I don't know, brush your dog with or something. And he's just rubbing himself all up around his legs. And I'm like, oh, what's that for? He's like, oh, it's to make me hotter. I was like, okay, man, no worries. And then there was another bloke in there. He's like, I've done told him like that does nothing at all. Like he's pissing me off. I'm like, relax, dude. <laughs> Just like some old guy. Oh, it was pretty funny. But yeah, you definitely get definitely get some characters in there, especially when once they know that you're like personal trainer and that, and then they start asking you questions and and yeah, there was like one person, she's like No, it was a guy actually, he's like, Oh, I'm in here to lose weight. I'm like, this isn't how you, you know, lose fat. He's like, Oh, and then straight out. <laughs> Didn't want to borrow it. <laughs> Why am I wasting my time? He is. He's like, why am I wasting my time? It's good in here, man. Like, so yeah. Other than that, it's been going all right, man. Been going all right. At least one of us has been practicing some health and fitness over the past few days. <laughs> yeah, you got to. <laughs> oh, we had the. Oh, go on. Honestly, I've 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 eaten really well. Um, I think that's really important if you're not feeling that great or if you've had a big weekend to eat well. Um, I think it gets you back into good habits earlier. And yeah, like I said, I trained Monday and Tuesday because I wasn't feeling terrible then. Mm. So maybe I, maybe I picked something up in the gym and maybe this has got nothing to do with the weekend at all. It's not like I was going around kiss, kissing a bunch of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess your immune system's down, isn't it? And then you're just more yeah. susceptible to picking up shit. Like, 
yeah, it's it's not good being sick. Like my missus is was sick like the last week again, so it's like week off and then week on and then it's like week off. It's like I can know when's it gonna when's it gonna end. Like a lot of people been getting pretty bad. Yeah, well, she'll get it constantly working in a mm. you know, school like mm. they're little jam breeding monsters. They are, aren't they? <laughs> All right, let's uh, I want to talk about this uh. This space space thing. So I know you're a big space man. I love it. Have you heard about what's happening with Jupiter soon? No. So it's going to be the brightest it has been in the past 70 years because it's directly opposite our line of path with the sun now. Um, so as of currently, as of today, it can be seen to 99.7% of its light disk. And on the 26th of September, you'll be able to see 100% of Jupiter. Oh, nice. That's yeah. so good. So, yeah. So, put that in your, put that in your diary, mate. <laughs> I might have I to. Know, I know you're a big space man. I saw that. It literally just popped up before. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. About to record a pro- podcast. I'll bring that up for yeah. Mr. Space, Mr. Spaceman. <laughs> I love that shit. But, like, there's, like, you can see Mars, Jupiter, and I think Saturn as well in the night sky, um, some of the nights as well. If you're like obviously away from big cities that have a lot of light pollution, but they just literally just look like a normal star. But then you're like, oh no, there's like this app that I have on my phone. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like you can just point your camera around and it shows you all the stars and all, like where the, where the sun would be if it was like nighttime and then where all the planets are and everything and you just point it at it and it's it's amazing. Like I can't remember what it's called, like star star walk or something so shout out to them and because it like follows follows like the where all the planets are as well so you can just like kind of see where they're all lined up and oh there it is there's mars or or whatever so i don't have a telescope but yeah technology is crazy hey i love that shit it's so good yeah so next time you're out you can say oh that's an actual planet that's just a star kind of thing what's the name was it yeah i think it's star walk or something 26th of september 20, 26th of September, it'll be at 100% brightness. You'll be able to yeah. see 100% of the, the full light disk of, of mm. Jupiter. Oh, I love that shit. Tech technology is full on, hey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what it's going to be like in like a couple of hundred years. We'll be talking yeah. through headsets or something. Like... <laughs> um, another crazy tech technology thing. So, the, the first 100% hydrogen-powered train has been used in or released in, in Germany. Nice. So they they bought the technology off a French company, and water sits on top of the the carriage, I suppose it's called. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. the carrier, and that it combines with oxygen and yeah, it powers the train with with hydrogen. So diesel is very quickly on the way out. I feel so between between electric and hydrogen, there's two pretty good options there. Mm. I mean, hydrogen continues to fall from the sky. Mm. Yep, and then you've got nuclear as well. Yeah. I think there's actually been a few nuclear plants um, coming up and getting built. I actually, I don't have it written down, but I, I remember seeing it somewhere. Um, so that that's something to look out for as well, because that's a quite a clean, clean mm-hmm. energy to use. It's just uh, what was it, Chernobyl? Yeah, pe- people yeah. are petrified of a Chernobyl incident. Chernobyl, yeah. So understandably so. <laughs> mm. But like the the um, what do you call waste? Not the waste, like yeah, the plants, the nuclear plants now. They're like way, way better, like safety precautions than what they had over there. 
So apparently it's a lot safer than it used to be. But I guess, yeah, it's hard to turn a ship when it's uh, when you got a big catastrophic event like that. Yeah, a, a massive one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, have you got a uh, random fact for us? Yeah, I got a random fact. All right. I would love a random fact. Thanks. Okay. Well, I just I um I do uh, some reading on this blog uh, called Farnham Street, and they brought he brought up the attention of this thing called. Oh, let me get this right. Batesian mimicry. Have you heard of it before? No, I haven't. So basically, it says here is it's a form of mimicry where a harmless species has evolved to imitate the warning signals of a harmful species directed at a predator of them both. So, like, he gives the example of a Texas coral snake, which is quite venomous, and then uh, a Mexican milk snake, which is not venomous, but it looks very, very similar to the Texas coral snake. And they've also been, it's also been shown in um, butterflies as well. So, there's a guy, um, English naturalist named Henry Walter Bates, who discovered it. So, basically, they're mimicking what the, the venomous species are doing without actually being venomous. So, then they get left alone from predators, which I thought was pretty smart, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like us going to the gym, getting massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no one starts on us. <laughs> Just look like you can fight. You don't have to know how to. <laughs> no, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I like they just make, them, make themselves look like a deadly animal yeah. to avoid being attacked. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So if you look it up, they look so similar. It's just like a different color on the outside instead of the inside, and you probably wouldn't, you couldn't really tell. So you're like, all right, I'll stay away from that snake. But it's like. Obviously, I would say stay away from most snakes, but like, yeah, the Mexican milk snake you could have as a pet, apparently. Um, and the butterflies. I didn't even know butterflies were poisonous. No, so neither that, did I. No. So, that was another fact that, you know, bonus fact for you right there for your kids. And and animal related too. Mm. Yeah. Stolen exactly. my, thun- stolen yeah, my thunder. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry if you had one. <laughs> I, I do have one. I could just what cut is... this out and you can say that, oh, did you know... Butterflies and poisons. <laughs> um, what is the deadliest animal on Earth? Mosquito. The human. Oh, I, I, really? Yeah. Human is responsible for most deaths out of all animals on Earth. Second is mosquito. You're spot okay. on there. Okay. Yeah. There's a little trick question human. for me, mate. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> trick question. Um, no, that, was, that wasn't the one that I had. One second. Let me get what I had. That just came to my mind then. That's just like showing statistics of how many we've actually people we've actually killed over years of war and stuff, I would have thought. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's percentage of how many humans have killed other humans compared to how many mosquitoes have vicariously through malaria or Disease, other yeah. airborne uh, transmitted diseases have killed humans. So, mm. yeah, deadliest animal on earth is a human. <laughs> Stay away <Yeah>. from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with the Australian theme again just because... Uh, I've gone with Australian animals so far. Did you know that to help themselves dive deeper, crocodiles will actually swallow rocks? Oh, like a little counterweight or something. Or a weight, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they can dive deeper down to the river floor or whatever it may be. They will swallow rocks. And then just get rid of it when they're down there, I guess. I don't don't know. How how do they get rid of it? Are they keeping it in the mouth or are they actually putting it in their stomach? Like, I don't know. I, I said swallow, so I would assume that it'd be in their stomach. But like, how are they digesting it? 
Are they shooting at rocks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But then how how do they get up? If they're like, I guess it well, just makes it they, easier they going down. To, yeah. yeah, easy to go down. They just have to swim harder to get up, I would assume. What about, so that's the crocodile. What about alligators? Do they do that as well? Nah, nah. It just said crocodile. Which one? Poke said doesn't tip out their tongue out or something? Or it does? Crocodile. Poke? Crocodile Alli- Alligator can, yeah. It's because the, the membrane of the tongue attaches to the roof of the mouth. So therefore, it, they can't stick their, their tongue out. That's the alligator? No, crocodile. Oh, the crocodile. Alligator, alli- alligator can, yeah. can stick its tongue out. And okay. as far as I know, doesn't swallow rocks. Right. Crocs are weird, man. <laughs> Crocs are weird. Speaking of- Sticking on the Australia theme um, and alternative um, options for things, Steve Smith, the Australian cricket captain, mm. he just released a note milk. Really? <laughs> yeah, called Oat Milk Goodness. It's already in something like 3,000 cafes Australia-wide. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like, a, I'm a bit of a coffee connoisseur. Soy doesn't do it for me. Almond doesn't do it for me. I want an alternative to cow's milk, so oat milk it is for me. So he's <laughs> released his own... Oat milk line. That's on brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, That's so I literally, Yeah, I literally just heard that. So I was like, oh, we're talking about Australia and whatnot. Opening, so. Yeah, right. Opening up a fucking oat, oat, oat milk line. Yeah, right. Speaking of people that are opening up random, I guess, lines and stuff, have you heard of Mr. Beast before? Yes, I have. He's a YouTuber, yeah? Yeah, probably one of the fa- most famous YouTuber, over like 100 million subs. And he's got like this um, business called Mr. Beast Burgers. And they're like thousands of uh, places like virtual restaurants around, I think, Australia. Oh, not Australia, America. And I, th- I think there might be one in Australia. Um, but he's just opened up his first physical one in um, American Dream Mall, which is located in New Jersey's Meadow. Meadowland Sports Complex, which apparently, like, I think it was like yesterday, and there was like over 10,000 people there lining up for hours wow. just to, yeah, just to obviously meet him and then have the burger. But it's like, that's a lot of pull from for someone like that just to open up like one physical restaurant. Because, yeah, the virtual ones, they would like send them ingredients, learn how to like cook it and that, and then they'd just be out of like a normal restaurant. Um, and then, yeah. Now he's opened up his first one and he reckons it was a world record of how many burgers sold on the first day. And then, and then you see like a tweet from um, Guinness World Records, like, show me the receipts. <laughs> and he's like, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. Like, that's a lot of people. But yeah. 10,000 10, people all in line for a burger, hey? He reckons, yeah. You should see the picture of it. Like if you just type in Mr. Beast, um, you know, first physical location or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, thousands of people just all in this mall, just just lining up for for a burger, which is pretty crazy. It's no so, oat milk. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, burgers and ultra processed foods, there's a new study done that has correlated um, uh, colorectal cancer in men and an increase in the consumption of ultra highly processed foods so a 29 percent higher risk for developing colorectal cancer than men who consumed much smaller amounts of ultra highly processed foods so i just felt that could chime in with the the burger thing there yeah when we've never been a fan of consuming ultra ultra highly processed foods and that's just probably another nail in the coffin as to as to why yeah 
at least not for the majority of your diet. So we like oh, we're to not, yeah, talk about not that saying 80, not to rule. eat them. Mm. Yeah, not not saying not to eat them, but in moderation. Yeah, not, not having a Mr. Beast burger every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. He won't sponsor a video for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now for the segment we've all been waiting for. A bit of unsolicited advice with Brad. Okay, here we go. Don't aim to have others like you. Aim to have them respect you. Put that very on true. poster, mate. Put that on poster. I think that that serves very well. Because not everyone's going to like you, are they? I but, literally posted about that yesterday. Yeah. Did you I see think that? I remember you seeing that. I'm like, oh, this is going to work well with your post. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for those that don't know, yesterday <laughs> was my birthday. And every year on my birthday, I use it as a bit of a time to reflect just on things that I've learned in the past 12 months. And one of the things, so there was three key points. And one of the things was, um, I've always been unapologetically me, but this was like this, like this past 12 months, I've taken that to another level. Like I've not been afraid to cry in public. I've cried openly in public several times this year. Um, what else is, what else have I done? Laugh like an idiot, dance like an idiot. Just I've, I've been unapologetically me and not had a second thought about what someone might think I was doing or anything like that. And I had halfway through the year, this epitome or thought of, um, you're not going to please like the 7.8 billion people in this earth. You're not going to please everyone. So why are you going to try and please everyone? Some people are going to like you. Some people are going to hate you. Some people are going to love you. Some people are just going to not get along with well. So why try and please everyone? Just be you. And then you, the people that do like you will be more drawn to you <clears throat> rather than you potentially getting the attention of people that don't particularly like you or your personality that much. And then you re- get uh, attracting the hate there. You're best off just being unapolog- unapologetically yourself because you're not, you're not going to please everyone. You're not going to, but you can get the respect of everyone by being you and by being like, no, nah, I don't care. Nick Kyrgios is a prime example. Like that man is just unapologetically him. And sure, it's polarizing, but I respect him for it. Like mm. he, he doesn't care what people think of him. He's just out there saying what he wants, playing what he wants, doing what he wants. The man doesn't have a coach. And the reason he doesn't have a coach is like, nah, I couldn't put someone through that because he knows what he's like. Mm. Like I, I, I fully respect that. So <clears throat> yeah, inter- interesting. That was your uh, bit mm. of unsolicited advice considering that was my post yesterday. It ties in nicely. Yeah, it ties in beautifully. And it's one of those things where, if you try and please everyone, you please no one. So mm-hmm. you might as well be like loved or hated for who you are, because it's it's hard being someone else. Well, you lose you lose yourself. Like if you if you're trying to please other people, you'll you'll lose yourself, and that'll probably make you unhappy. Not being your true self. It, it's so, true. And I just finished this book of um, Five Regrets of the Dying. I don't know if you've read it or listened to it before, um, but I just finished it, and the top top one regret was I wish I'd been truer to myself or something along those lines and it's so true it's just like don't don't be anyone else but yourself and pleasing others just won't get you anywhere so i mentioned before there was 7.8 billion people on earth there's only one bradley dapper no there's only one bro- that, ma- least, mate. <laughs> that, that makes us pretty bloody rare hey one in 7.8 billion that's extremely rare so use that i mean use that to the best of your ability like be you be unapologetically you and you probably attract more of the people or more of the energy that you want to attract. Mm. 
So, bit of a bit of a life advice tangent at the end. That's how we roll here. That's how we roll. <laughs> okay, away from unsolicited and life, life advice. Let's get on to the uh, actual advice, hey? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, question number one. How do I get back into the gym after some time away? So, I'm thinking this question is more for like if you have either been sick or you've like maybe traveling or you just like had an injury or something like that. So it's obviously going to be different to each situation. But the best advice I can give you for like if you're just trying to get back into the gym is just to start really small and just set yourself like minimums for the week. So if you were training say seven times a week, going hard to the wall like two times every day, you really got to like pull that back at least like three times a week if you're doing it that much. But if you're going only three times a week, maybe just go like that one or two and just go maybe for half the time that you were going for just to get into it. Because if you're if you're trying to think like, just say think you were doing like an hour and then you've, you've taken some time off and then you go back and then you're going to do that same hour. It's just, it's not going to work because you're one, you're going to be so destroyed. You're going to be, you're going to get massive doms because you've taken that time away and your body's not used to what you used to be. So you can't you can't just go straight back into it. Think of like half your volume and then slowly, incrementally make your way up to where you were beforehand. Because depending on how long you've taken away will depend on how long it's going to take you to get back up to where you were. So a good, yeah, a good rule of thumb is just like I would usually say about half of what you usually did and then and then work your way up from there. I took the question in a completely different way to you. Did you? <laughs> Yeah, so how to get back into the gym after time away. So I felt like they were like struggling with motivation or they'd like been on a holiday or or something like that, struggling with being disciplined and and just needing to get back into the gym. Mm. So I I might answer from that perspective. We we cover, depending which way they were asking the question, we cover both. A couple of things you can do. Meet a friend there. Book in with a trainer. Um, Like make something scheduled. So schedule it in in your diary. That'd be the three that I'd go with, um, or there's the the non-negotiable method that you touched on there. So just mm. make a make a rule of right. I usually go five days a week, three days this week. I'm going to go, and they're going to be two thirds of the length of the normal session time. But that's that's the way I'd tackle it. A, a friend is an easy one. Hey, meet me in the gym at this time. Let's have a training session together, or book in with a book in with a trainer. Um, I'll schedule it. That that'd be my three options there. Yeah. Make it so small that you you'll get it done, and then like even just say even just I'm just going to go in there for like ten minutes, and then you'll find after ten minutes you you want to keep going, um, but then obviously don't go so far to the other end that it's going to pull you out of the gym for another three four days because you're sore as anything. Like that's not what we want. We want to keep that yeah ball rolling, and we don't want to step step back a couple steps. So take it slow, and yeah, go from there. Yep, totally agree. Okay. Question number two, do you train when sick? Uh, mostly no. It really depends. Like that rule of thumb we speak about is like, well, if it's above your head, like your neck, you're not you're not too bad. But if it's like below in your chest area, you don't usually work out. But I'm, I usually go by feel. So if I feel like I've really run down, like I check my oil ring as well with my HIV, um, see if I'm like, if I go into a, into a session, and I'm like coughing everywhere and everything. I'm going to leave because that's just like common courtesy, just like you today. Um, it's it's best not to be in the gym because it's highly, highly 
unhygienic sometimes, especially like in a sauna even. Um, so if you are have any hint of like coughing everywhere, just like always nasally, always having to blow your nose, like it's probably not the best to go into the gym. Um, also, you need that recovery. Like if you're sick, the worst, the, the worst, not the worst, the, the thing your body actually wants to do is to recover its body. It doesn't care about muscle building right now. It just wants to get you up and running just like your normal daily life. So it's it's going to actually probably hinder your progress, if anything. If you're sick and you're trying to break down this muscle, like it's going to be like, I don't want to build muscle right now. I want to get better. So it, it might still put a little, because it's always going, um, you know, muscle muscle protein synthesis to degradation that's always happening um but to a lesser degree when you're when you're sick because it just wants to get you in the right direction of proper health and everyone knows when you're not not in good health all all your um muscle building things is just going to slow down so i wouldn't go hard I'd, i'd do some like light activity just to get movement just to get some blood circulation around in the body just for nutrients to get in there a lot easier um but i definitely wouldn't go hard um and you kind of got to play it by ear because some people are like just always have a, a runny nose or whatever and you're like oh, i can't go to the gym because i got a runny nose it's like nah like you've had that for the last year just get into the gym <laughs> that for the last year <laughs> um not speaking well, of anyone specific at all <laughs> well uh i'm the i'm a good example for this because i'm obviously feeling under the weather today and i didn't train now I did train the two days previous where I wasn't feeling flash hot, but I put that down to tiredness. Whereas today I, I genuinely felt like a bit nasally and I've had a cough and sniffly nose and shortness of breath. So for me, it's the, the three S's. You want sunlight, you want sleep, and you want steps. So before I before I hit record on this podcast, I deliberately took myself for a walk with my shirt off in the sun as a way to get some vitamin D in move some nutrients around my body um, and I obviously slept all day. All day. Mm. So I'm not a big fan of training while sick, um, but you know your body better than anyone else. So yeah, I've, I've, I've never really heard, I've know you've mentioned a couple of times, I've never really heard the below the neck. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if thing. it's an old wives tale or whatever, but it seems to work out pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 all individual and it's up to your own body. But for me, it's those three S's: sleep, sun, steps. Do those, and you should be should be recovering quicker because you don't want to impact that recovery and you're getting back to good health sooner by going and training when you're probably not going to be building muscle anyway because all your body efforts are going to be into getting you to good health again. So, mm. somewhat counterintuitive, I feel. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like <clears throat> you could people train for their mental health as well. So if it has been, you know, a few days and your mental health is struggling, that's where you could, yeah, if you haven't gone for a walk, go for a walk and even maybe do some light activity work at home, like some body weight stuff, just to feel like you're actually doing something because that's the worst thing you could, it's like, it's a massive snowball. It can go in either way. Like if you build up momentum to go to the gym, you're great. But then if you're sick, sitting down on the couch, watching TV, doing whatever, maybe not choosing the best food choices, that's when it starts to snowball and you got you to break that habit of like, okay, yes, I'm sick, but it's been, you know, four or five days now. I feel better than I did when I first started. Probably not enough to go to the gym, but enough to maybe go for a walk and to do some light exercise at home to maybe help improve your mental state so then you can get into a better recovery because then it's not it's not just the do this, do that. It's like it's all all in one. And when you start to feel better yourself, 
you will become a lot better in general. So that's a that's just another little tip for you. See, that's the thing. I know I'm quite a disciplined human and, and like I actually enjoy training. So today when I didn't train, I was like, that's okay. I can train Wednesday, Thursday, uh, sorry, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and make up my session that I'm missing today if I really want to. Mm. But since then, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going. I don't think I'm going to train on the Saturday. I'd rather just give myself the extra the whole weekend off and extra time off to really make sure I'm ready to hit it properly next week. Mm. So yeah, for sure. no, no, know yourself and what kind of human you are whether you're whether you're disciplined and love training and you don't want to take a day off and probably need one or whether you're just looking for an excuse to stay mm. out of the gym and so know, know who you are and what side of the fence you're on there yeah it can be a fine line can it kind of like knowing whether it's an excuse that you're staying home or you're actually just sick and you do need time so only you can be the judge of that yep totally agree Question number three, where did you two meet? This would be interesting to hear your side of the story. <laughs> okay, the first time, I reckon, it was obviously in London, um, in our apartment. I'd already moved in, hadn't even checked out the place before I um, I rented it out. I was like, yep, that's the place I want because it was cheap as anything. And I swear I was on the couch watching a movie with our housemate, Elreen. And I reckon mm-hmm. you just walked past. I was like, hey, you going, mate? I'm Brad. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened, wasn't it? Yeah. So I got a message from either Strobs or Elreen earlier on in the day. I was like, some guy's moving into the room. And he didn't even check it out first. I'm like, oh, he's going to hate that. That room is a shoebox. <laughs> <clears throat> I've come home from a 10-hour shift at work. And I walk up the stairs. And you're sitting on the lounge drinking a Foster's watching a movie <laughs> with Elreen. Was I a Foster's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And, g'day, mate. I'm Brad. How are you? I'm like, hey, mate, how are you? I've, I've moved into the room now. I'm like, you didn't check it out first? Like, is it going to be big enough? No, nah, she's a bit small, eh? <laughs> so, that that was that was how we first met. It was uh, me coming home from work and I walk up the stairs and yeah. you are drinking a, a Foster's in the lounge room watching a movie. I'm not sure if it was a Disney movie. I don't think it was. I can't remember what movie it was. I'd have to ask Elreen, but it was just like on, yeah, I think it was on, on the laptop or? Yeah, on your iPad, I think. Yeah, on, on my little small iPad and that. But the thing the thing why I got that room was because I lost my phone. Well, lost, it probably got stolen. I lost like three phones on the way to London. <laughs> so, it's not good. And it had my card in the back of the phone, which never do, folks. It's like the worst thing you could ever do. Um so I was without. Well, yeah. I, if you've seen video, Brock's just like pulled up his phone. He's got his shit in there. But yeah, I lo- <laughs> so that's gone. I had only one card with all my money on it. So throughout my travels, I had to transfer people and everything. And I was down to like cents by this point. And yeah, talked to one of the guys that organizes like from the working holiday club that you know. Yeah. And um, he's like, I've got this place. It's, oh, what was it, like 70 pounds or something a week or whatever. I'm like, yes, just do it right now. And I only had enough for a week. And he's like, oh, you got to do two. I'm like, oh, I swear I'll get it to you in, in the next week. And I obviously did. And uh, best thing ever, meeting you. Mm-hmm. And then this is how the podcast so I can got going, really. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. good times. Very interesting. I remember the first time I took you to uh, meet Geordie and Lockie. 
And uh, I was like, look, just let you know, this guy's strange. <laughs> he, he'll say some things and you'll be like, where on earth did that come from? I'm like, just, just to warn you. And he's, he can get quite loud, like, on the tube. I'm like, so just, I want to warn you so you aren't, like, embarrassed or freaking out about, like, what this guy may be potentially saying on the tube. I, t- I took it around to Julian Lockie, and Julian's like, this guy is bloody hilarious. <laughs> And then I did. The, I didn't. I didn't warn Mitch because I was like, you know what? It's actually quite fun just not warning people, and yeah. then watching their facial reactions of how Brad interacts with other humans on the tube. <laughs> and Mitch was like, "What is this guy doing? Like, what is he? What is he saying to these people on the tube?" <laughs> Mitch was like freaking out. Like, is this normal? Like, is he normally like this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's just Brad, man. <laughs> and then as he got to know you more, he's like, "Oh yeah, he's, I see the funny side of it now." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Good times, oh, but yeah, that was a long while ago, wasn't short, it? Short answer: We met in London, and it was after I finished a ten-hour shift at work. Brad had a Foster's in hand, was watching a movie, and was like, "G'day, mate, how are you? I'm in your house, mate?" <laughs> yeah, about what seven years ago, six years ago, six years ago, probably six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. okay, question number four: What was the first lifting exercise you remembered doing? First one would have to be the old bench press. My dad. Has this had this old bench um, at home and on this like veranda, like looking over the beautiful land that they have, and it was just like a you know the old it was like weird color. I think it was like brown or something, and it just had like little tubes coming up, and then the old barbell right there. And I was like, oh yeah, do that bit of like just benching and shit. We had no idea how to do it, um, but basically that was that was my first exercise. It was a lot of fun. And then mates would come around. I remember just doing just random exercise like that. And then there was like this one exercise. I literally just held a dumbbell above my head watching TV, which was just so random. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was doing. I was, I was just going to say, what does that do? I don't know. Maybe it helps my rotator cuff or something, but I don't know where I heard of it, about it. But everyone knew, yeah, just holding it up above my head. I was like, I'm definitely gaining muscle right now. So... I'm glad we have the internet now to know uh, what exercises to do. But I think most people would at least get a bench press in their first year of lifting for sure. What about yeah, yours? I, I would think so. Um, I'm trying to think. Probably a push-up, like in terms of in terms of lifting, a push-up or a pull-up mm. or a sit-up, something like that, something to do with with footy. Mm. Um, in terms of like actual gym, probably a bicep curl. Oh, yeah. You got to um, get it down. Or a, or a dumbbell chest press. I remember I was really into trying to grow my chest and I've only really started to develop it the last 12 months because my technique was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've actually got a chest on me now whereas it was my lagging body part for ages just because everything was front dealt. Mm. But you live and you learn. You do. You do. So I'd say probably a bicep curl. I remember um, at mum's there was a set of adjustable you know, the old metal dumbbells, screw, yeah. screw on dumbbells. Yeah. So nice. I remember doing some bicep curls with them. Curls for the girls. You got to do it, don't you? <laughs> okay. So that's a wrap for all the questions for today. If you want your questions answered in the future, make sure you're following us at brain.body.movement, at Brad Dapper, and at Brock underscore Douglish. And you can ask us a question whenever we put up a sticker box or send us a DM. 
But that's a wrap for today's episode. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to us. If you enjoyed or took any value at all from this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you took a screenshot and shared to your Instagram stories. We'd also love it if you shared it with family and friends and left us a five-star review. Also, don't forget to turn on post notifications so you don't miss an episode. But before we go, if we can leave you with a few things, make your damn bed, get your steps in, and be kind to one another. Cheers.